0: up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe. It is Friday, March 19th. March Madness going on right now, man. Not a huge college basketball guy, but you know, I used all the stuff over at ftnbets.com and I have wagers in on every game because you know how I do. <laughs> and uh, so far so good. Uh, the first four was a pretty good night, so uh, we'll see how this works out. If you want to get in on that, you can go over to ftnbets.com. We have a college basketball package. You can get a discount with the promo code RATPACK, but go check it out. But hey, today, I'm not going to talk about college basketball. I'm talking about NFL free agency. We're going to do some early winners and losers from this first wave of free agency. We're basically out of the first wave now. There was a signing right before I hit record, so we'll get into that, juju in just a minute. Uh, But let me uh, tell you about our sponsor, our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests and all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 a game for you. Just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R A N T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50 with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com. You can be pretty certain you know what you're getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So let me just talk about the Juju signing really quickly since it just happened. I do have an article up on winners and losers from the first wave of free agency over at ftnfantasy.com. Juju is not in that article because I filed that bad boy early this morning and this signing took place Well, afternoon uh, on the East Coast here. But Juju re-signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a one-year deal. Didn't expect anything uh, more than that now that things have sort of cooled off uh, in terms of his market. Uh, By the way, I will talk about Kenny Galladay's market at the end of the show as well. But things cooled off, so it's a one-year deal. Only $8 million. Very cool. For Juju, he's in a position where he can still... You know, if he comes off a pretty good year, he could go and get a longer-term deal next year when the salary cap is higher. So I don't mind this. He's young enough where he he can do that. I am scratching my head a bit that he turned down better offers from the Ravens and from the Chiefs, and from the Chiefs. <laughs> what the heck? I don't know. Uh, that would have been kind of fun. I'll be honest. Very different type of receiver. Than what Mahomes currently have, but he doesn't have anything like that. That's kind of the point. That would be really fun. I think he'd be a better fit there than than with uh, Lamar and the Ravens. I think the Ravens, actually, maybe Kenny Galladay, but I'll get to that later. Uh, Juju, I mean, is this kind of a push? Kind of. I, I mean, I guess in the long term, he'll win. The Steelers win here because they don't have to address wide receiver at all now. Ben Roethlisberger certainly wins because we know late career, low A dot Ben not pushing the ball downfield big reason why Juju almost had 100 catches this past year quietly almost so I think we know what to expect out of Juju for fantasy purposes he's going to be in that back end or uh, wide receiver two range so yeah it, it's not super sexy but it's not terrible at the same time Uh, Let's go through winners and losers, though. Let's start with the winners. I think probably one of the biggest winners, and we're winners for this as well, is Aaron Jones re-signing with the Packers, not going elsewhere. And I'll tell you exactly why he's a winner for me. Because we know what to expect. We don't have to go into this season like if he went to Miami or if he went to Atlanta or if he went to Arizona or any of those other locations or if he went to a worse location with a loaded depth chart. Kenny Drake, we'll get to that in a minute. We don't have to wonder. Like, oh, I don't know how the Packers... No, we freaking know. We know exactly how the Packers are going to use him, and he is a borderline elite fantasy running back in 2021 as a result. Now, of course, A.J. Dillon ends up being a loser here, but I, I don't I never really fully bought that anyway. So the, the the thing that I was buying in on if Jones did leave was A.J. Dillon in a, in a committee with Jamal Williams because I fully expect they would have kept Jamal Williams if Jones was gone. But that's not the case. Aaron Jones, big winner. I, I think we all may win with this one as well. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, he says that he's not guaranteed or he wasn't guaranteed the starting job, but he's going to be the starter. I mean, basically, he's going to be the starter. And what that means for Fitzpatrick, oh, well, he has a nice fleet of receivers. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Logan Thomas as a really capable pass-catching tight end. You now have Curtis Samuel in the mix, and I'll talk about him in a second here. You have players to throw the ball all around the yard, too. We know he's going to do it. He's risky, but you know what? Later career, Fitzpatrick's a little bit less gunslinger than he was maybe five years ago, so that, or even three years ago, I was happy with what we saw in Miami. I'm excited for this. He can be a quarterback, too, plus... He's sneaky good as a runner as well, something to consider there with Fitzy, so he's a winner. Curtis Samuel, I don't think we say winner, but I'm not going to really call him a loser here by going to this squad. Uh, it's more of a wait and see, but at least he does have an opportunity to be, I mean, really right out of the gate, he could be like the number three target, because you do figure McLaren and then uh, Logan Thomas, but not a bad spot there for Samuel. Overall, Fitzy, a winner. Corey Davis, a winner. I mean, he went from Tennessee, where he was clearly going to be the number two wide out going forward, with A.J. Brown emerging, to the Jets, who have nothing. And after signing Keelan Cole, so Keelan Cole could be, he could be a starter here. Keelan Cole is a slot receiver, so I think that almost certainly means Jamison Crowder is gone. But if he's out of the mix, Corey Davis Denzel Mims. I mean, Corey Davis is going to be the number one. I uh, he could be a wide receiver three in fantasy as a result because he's going to see enough volume, and I don't care who's throwing him the ball, whether it's Darnold, whether it's Zach Wilson. I, I, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be probably one of those two. It's I highly doubt it's Deshaun Watson. The team showed with Keelan Cole that they weren't willing to spend money for Juju even. Why would we think they're going to spend money for Deshaun Watson? My, my, um, partner one of my partners over at FTN Elliot Chris really thinks that they're going to uh you know they're going to go after Watson I mean we he and I just don't see eye to eye on this one I just don't see how they do it I mean I get his point and his point is pretty simple like it makes a ton of sense it's if you can get a great quarterback then get a great quarterback like do whatever you freaking can and I get that I just don't know if that's what the Jets are going to do but anyway we shall see we shall see obviously Watson has some other things going on Uh, I'm not willing to speculate on what actually happened there. The only thing I can say is I'm curious if all of the legal stuff that's going on, um, the lawsuits filed against him impact his trade market, if there even is one, and I think there is, but I I don't think so. Uh, Jameis Winston, winner. Jameis staying with the New Orleans Saints. Now, I know there are people out there who think Taysom Hill has a shot at being the starter, uh, he went three and one, Jeff. Don't you think he can be the starter? He went three and one, but he averaged under two hundred and ten passing yards per game in those three games. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I just don't see it happening. It's not the way that New Orleans has historically played football. Plus, the fact that Jameis had an offer potentially from Chicago and passed up on that. You would have to think that if he went to Chicago, he was going to be the starter, right? Because they guaranteed, basically, Andy Dalton. They told him he was going to be the starter. Well, Winston, that feeler was out there before Andy Dalton, so he passes up on that opportunity to stay with New Orleans. I mean, all the signs point to him being a starter. Now, he has quarterback one upside, top 12 upside, but I mean, come on, I'm not going to say he's a top 12 fantasy quarterback, but he does have the ceiling, He's volatile, but he does have that ceiling. How about this one? Winner, Jared Cook. Hey, I thought there was a chance this dude could retire. He ends up signing with the Chargers after Hunter Henry walked, and yeah, they didn't have anybody else. They needed a pass-catching tight end. He's their pass-catching tight end. Now, he's a three for 32 guy. But he's in a position where he's got little competition for targets among the tight ends. He's got a good ascending young quarterback. He should see enough volume here to be a tight end too. He's very likely going to be drafted like a late round pick in fantasy drafts. Uh, How about this? Patrick Mahomes, fantasy winner thanks to the interior additions of Joe Tooney and Kyle Long. My guy Kyle also choosing. He's a winner because he chose the number 69. Nice! As his jersey number uh but this really helps uh, Mahomes was run for his life in the Super Bowl and in uh, the playoffs so this helps Mahomes uh, i'm not i'm not going to go too far here though because they still need some work at uh, both tackle spots another offensive line benefit here winner Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson getting Trent Williams and Alex Mack in there for the 49ers two veterans uh, on the offensive line, but Trent Williams knows how to do what the Shanahan's want to do. He was drafted by a Shanahan. Now he's back with a Shanahan, and um, that's really good there for Moster and Wilson. Let's do some losers. How about Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith? Losers, unfortunately, here. Now I think Cam Newton is a winner getting these guys in. By the way, uh, provided they don't draft a quarterback who starts in day one. I'm not ruling out the Patriots moving up the board, by the way. I'm not ruling that out. But regardless, um this is just one of those situations. Like my worst fear came true, and it didn't even happen the way I said it could happen. Like I, I pointed to Austin Hooper last year. Going to Cleveland, there was already existing tight end there, and it's like, oh, really? Well, John R. Smith goes to the Patriots you're like, all right, I could see it. You know, Cam Newton, you know, maybe he's top 12, if not top 10. He's got the athletic upside. He's got a little competition for targets. Okay, I could see it. Then they freaking sign Hunter Henry. There's not enough targets here, unfortunately, to sustain both of them. It's different than the Brady uh, 12 personnel era, right? The Brady 12 personnel era with Gronk and, and Aaron Hernandez, that was more pass heavy than what they are going to be now. That you have cam running, you have the backfield, run-heavy backfield. I don't know how many available targets are actually in this offense, and then plus they'll cannibalize off of each other. Now, it's not to say that they're not going to have big games, because they will. I could see a huge game out of either one of them. Any given week, and good luck predicting. That's <laughs> the problem. So it, it, they are a little bit of losers for fantasy purposes. How about this? Raiders backfield. Kenyon Drake loser, Josh Jacobs, loser. Ugh. Yeah, to any hope of Kenyon Drake being a not a three down guy, but let's say a lead back. Let's call him that. That's not going to happen. He's going to be the passing down option here. Very likely. The Raiders have tried to get a passing down option. You know, over this past year. They had Theoretic, wasn't working. You had uh, you know, uh uh Devontae Booker wasn't working. So here you go. You get Kenyon Drake who knows if it works, but also Josh Jacobs, any thought of him being a three down guy, no, not going to happen, and so he'll be an early down guy, and he can see, trust me, he could still see 280, 300 carries, but with that role, with a minimal role in the passing game, you get the Derek Dilemma, and if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you know what I'm talking about, the Derek Dilemma is this, Derek Henry goes out, 20 carries, 95 rushing yards. Solid enough game for his team. Doesn't score a touchdown, though, and doesn't catch a pass or catches one ball for three yards, right? He's not a good fantasy option that week because he didn't score a touchdown. These guys who are not involved in the passing game, you have the Derek dilemma. You will have that with Josh Jacobs, unfortunately. Now, he'll see enough volume to be top 15, if not top 12, but it does put a cap on him. Will Fuller, fantasy loser, going to the Dolphins. It's actually not a bad spot for him where he can compliment Devonte Parker in, in some ways similar to how he complimented DeAndre Hopkins. Now, Parker's obviously a step down from Hopkins, but believe it or not, somewhat of a similar skill set in what they do on the field, contested catches, not guys who get crazy separation, but can play above the rim, that sort of thing. Fuller is the compliment. The problem here is it's unproven to a tongue of Iloa. That's, that's really the the reason why I would say it's, it's a bit of a fantasy loser. There were other places I would have rather seen him go to same thing for Marvin Jones many other places I would have rather seen him go to now the idea of the presumptive and a lot of people are just saying oh Trevor Lawrence is he's not their quarterback yet so he's the presumptive number one the idea of Trevor Lawrence is really appealing however Marvin Jones at the end of his career I I, my dream spot was the Chiefs I really wish they would have went that route didn't happen Now he's got D.J. Chark there. We don't know how many targets are going to be available. We don't know what this offense is exactly going to look like. I don't love it for Marvin Jones. Wide receiver, five type, basically. Gronk, actually, believe it or not, a little bit of a loser here, and it's not a knock on what Tampa has been able to do. It's pretty incredible. They're winners, But Gronk, a bit of a loser because all the malice defeat. You have Chris Godwin, right, and Mike Evans. We know that. Whoever the third receiver, Antonio Brown, plus the the role-playing guys, Tyler Johnson's of the world. You also have uh, Cameron Braid, who can catch the ball at tight end. And let's not forget O.J. Howard coming back into the mix. I mean, they are paying Gronk a premium here, but... I just I think that people are gonna draft potentially Rob Gronkowski in fantasy leagues and be disappointed, but they're drafting him because of name brand recognition. Um, Bears fans, loser. <laughs> Sorry. Andy Dalton, yikes. You had the enticing rumors of Russell Wilson and you end up with the red rifle. I think this is like weird, too. Allen Robinson ends up being a loser as well. This will be very likely if he stays with the Bears. The best quarterback of his career. (laughs) I feel for you, Allen Robinson. If he's not traded. I mean, let's let's hope he gets traded for his sake. He did sign his tag because the Bears did bring in Kenny Galladay for a a visit uh I'll, Well, maybe because of that. We don't have verification, but that seems likely. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. One other loser, Gerald Everett, was really hoping Everett would land in a spot where he could be the guy. He didn't land in a spot where he could be the guy with the Seahawks. Will Disley is there, so it's another cannibalization situation. Like, hey, the Seattle Seahawks do use their tight ends, they do throw in the red zone, but Will Disley is there, and Will Disley's not that bad of, a, of an option. They also didn't pay him, you know, they paid him $6 million a year, so or for the one year for Everett, so still not that opportunity to sort of break out. I was hoping to see a better situation. He ends up being a fantasy loser here. At best, he's an inconsistent back-end tight end, too. All right, real quick on Kenny Galladay, so here's what we know, and I, I think there's some confusion out there. Somebody had asked me, well, aren't the Bengals and Giants in a bidding war? Uh, no, they are not in a bidding war. They are absolutely not in a bidding war. The the report was the Bengals extended a one year offer to him. We don't know where it went from that. The Giants have him in the building yesterday and today, and we don't. I don't have anything beyond that in terms of of you know. I I know they want to check out uh, the medicals. We also know that the Ravens may be interested in Kenny Galladay as well. So why is he not signed? I think a big reason for it is. He's coming off a season where he played five games, he is 27 years old, will turn 28 in November. If you're gonna invest in a four- year deal in a player like that, you better be pretty effing sure he is healthy, especially because that that contract takes you past age 30. These These teams are are very conscious of that. So and the Giants don't have a lot of money as it is. So that's another situation uh, to for them to deal with. So I don't know if he, you know, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna hit publish on this, and he's probably gonna end up getting signed. In which case, yeah, sorry for the last minute or so, (laughs) but um, I don't know. I don't know what ends up happening, but that's where we are with it. All right, so uh, I I see some people who did want some NASCAR. I don't have any NASCAR for you today, but I do have NASCAR going up over at FTNDaily.com this weekend, Atlanta this weekend, Hotlanta. Uh, So you know, spoiler alert, I'm gonna use a lot of Kyle Larson. He's pretty, He's been pretty good. Uh, but, yo, go check that out over at FTNDaily.com. You can use the promo code RATPACK to get a discount. Remember, the March Madness stuff over at FTNBets.com. RATPACK to get a discount. And FTN Fantasy for all the latest on free agency in the NFL. And that's free. You don't need a subscription. Remember, keep reviewing the show on iTunes if you haven't already. I, I keep seeing new reviews, so I appreciate everybody who's doing so. Really easy if you have an Apple... Uh, product of some sort particularly an iphone you can open up the apple podcast app go to my podcast the rant with jeff ratcliffe scroll to the bottom click the stars and you are done and we are done here for today as well enjoy everything this weekend i'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of the pod i'm jeff ratcliffe and i'm out of here